Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and uh, welcome to the Screen OD podcast. Uh, I hope you're having a good day. It's nice nice to see you. Um, I can't see you actually, but it's very nice to know that you are listening because, you know, otherwise I'm just talking to no one. I'm literally just talking into space and that wouldn't be that wouldn't be much fun at all. So it's great to great to know that you're there. And if you uh, do have anything to say, we'd love to hear from you here on the podcast. Do get in touch podcast at screenod.com. Got a good episode for you today because we are covering a couple of things. One is a new TV show. Uh, it's a comedy from Apple TV Plus called Loot. And um, later on, after that, we will be talking about the best TV and movie presidents, um, which is a theme that I think always gets people talking, actually, because there have been some really good ones over the years. And um, fictional TV politicians is something I've always had a keen interest in. I actually studied politics back in the day. Um, unfortunately, there was no part to that course which was who is or, um, you know, who are the best uh, TV and movie politicians. Maybe that's something that they could do in the future. Maybe I could help teach that course. If, 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 if you're interested in that service, do get in touch. I'll see what I can do. But um, first, I just want to say, before we go on to the Loot Review, I just want to say that Apple TV Plus at the moment, and this isn't sponsored at all, um, you know, if they do want to sponsor, do get in touch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just want to say how good their content's been recently. And, you know, Apple TV Plus is an interesting one because it's a streaming service. It probably didn't have the fastest start of some of them. It, it launched with some good content and, you know, had its kind of probably the big hero show at the beginning was um, The Morning Show, which starred Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, huge names in a, you know, what was a you know good se- series. I think there's going to be a third season of that coming at some point. And, and obviously they had a big comedy hit with Ted Lasso, which won all sorts of Emmys and lots of fans and critical acclaim. And that was a good show. That was a very good show, very feel-good 
show. Um, but then there was kind of a, a period where there weren't that many really big hits coming out, as far as I could see. But in the last, I don't know, like four or five months, there's just been nothing but really good quality content across the genres, really, coming out. I mean, most of it's been drama. But, um, you know, from the drama perspective, you've had things like Pachinko, which is absolutely epic in proportion, really fantastic show. You've also, um, you've had Slow Horses, which is British drama starring uh, Gary Oldman's spy drama. Really, really good, that one. Um, what else have we had? We've had sci-fi-wise, we've had Severance, which is uh, exec produced by Ben Stiller. He directs quite a lot of the episodes, stars Adam Scott. And Shining Girls, starring uh, Elizabeth Moss, dramas. Again, you've had The Essex Serpent which is Claire Danes and Tom Hiddleston. You know, there's just been, we had We Crashed, which was um, Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. That's the, that's um, kind of the, the true story retold, you know, inspired by a true story of the foundations of the WeWork uh, company. Yeah, I mean, it's just been, there's been a lot of really good content. And I think, you know, credit where it's due. And there's a lot of credit due there because they just suddenly, out of nowhere, it's almost like you can't keep up with how much good content there is. So well done, Apple. Keep up the good work. Um, I know there's a lot of streaming services out there at the moment and people do say to me all the time, you know, which ones should I get? And it's hard because obviously the more streaming services there are, the more, you know, fragmentation there is in the market the more you have to kind of pick and choose if you want the best content. And I know that I recommend content from across all the, all the different services. And I think that is a, ultimately the right thing for me to do because uh, I'm an independent broker at the heart of, of TV. Um, but, you know, should you get Apple TV Plus? Well, I would say there's definitely, a, there's definitely a shout for getting a trial if you can and having a look at it because some of those shows are really, really, really good. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of streaming services I know, but maybe, maybe try it out at the moment. And next up is our review for this week. And it is an Apple TV plus show and it's another comedy, um, which I, you know, I think probably wants to tread a little bit in the footsteps of Ted Lasso where they've done so well in comedy. So, uh, let's hear about the, uh, the, uh, the new Apple TV comedy loop. <laughs> Millionaires are so last season, no one wants to talk about them anymore. No, it's 2022 now, and it's time for billionaires to be high on our agenda. And that's exactly the theme of the new show from Apple TV+. Plus. We've got comedy on our hands. We're talking loot. Happy birthday, baby. What do you think of your new boat? I'll tell you when I actually step foot on it. Looks a little small. You know I got that. The past few months has been a dark time. Molly, what are you doing in here? Haley, in our bedroom? I can explain. Was she even born when we graduated college? Actually, she was one. Oh! Molly? I want a divorce. Right, today we've got a treat for you in the shape of Luke, which is the new comedy from Apple TV+. Now, Apple TV have been making some great content over the last few months, but it's mainly been in the drama category. Now, they had a standout hit in the shape of Ted Lasso a few years ago, which went on to win primetime Emmys and critical and public acclaim. Now, with Luke, can they do it again? Well, let's find out. <laughs> 
Okay, so what's this all about? Well, you may guess from the title, Loot, that this is a show about money. And not just a little bit of money, a lot of money. As we meet Molly Novak at the beginning of the show, she is married to John, who is a tech CEO of some sort. And they have billions of dollars, it turns out. And her, it's her birthday at the beginning of the show. And she is receiving the small sum of a giga yacht which I believe means a very, very big yacht. And when you see it, you'll, you'll, you'll know what I mean by very big yacht as a present. She's also having a birthday party in a house on the edge of the hills, which would make the cast of Selling Sunset weep. It would make them look like they were selling shoeboxes because this is a big property. And at this big party, a discovery is made by Molly Novak, which is that her husband, John, is having an affair. Suddenly, everything in her life is about to change because she is going to divorce him and she is going to go on her own journey. And so the setup is there for a TV comedy about someone whose life is changing at a very fast pace. After the divorce, it turns out that Molly is left with a mere $87 billion as part of the settlement with her husband. And she is, well, she's frankly at a bit of a loose end and she goes on a bit of a rampage around the world with drink and drugs and excess and she's trying to find herself and find her way. But one thing she does eventually start to find is that at some point in her past, she set up a charitable foundation and there's a whole structure in her name that she didn't really know about. And that's where the story really begins to take shape because she becomes involved with that charitable foundation, which as we find out, doesn't work out quite as well as perhaps she might like. The issue here is that she has been a billionaire for a long time. She's become relatively selfish and quite vacuous, and it's fair to say pretty out of touch with the real world. And so that's not necessarily the front person you want for a charitable foundation that is trying to help people who are in real need. And we see quite quickly with some of her behavior and also some of the speeches she gives uh, at some of these events that there's a bit of a mismatch when she comes to start spending time with her foundation. Running the foundation is a no-nonsense character, Sophia, who has been doing it for a long time and in fact doesn't seem to have had any real interaction with Molly during the period of running this. She's someone who's very passionate about helping people who are in need and she pretty quickly starts to try and put Molly in place. There's a natural comic tension that is built through this relationship and we start to see Molly's character go on a journey of discovery about what it really means to help people and what it really means to find yourself when you seemingly have everything. Hi there! Let's be honest, you only showed up today because you got divorced. I never did the work to find out who I am. It's really, really scary. I'm sorry, I don't really care about any of that. Wow, when I said that to Oprah, she gave me one of the biggest hugs. Molly is also surrounded by yes people, like her faithful assistant, Nicholas, which makes the challenge even harder when it comes to changing and becoming a better person. And therefore, we have a comedy setup. We have a setup of someone who is rich and out of touch, who is being challenged by the real world and by people who are actually trying to do some good. She listens to the people she trusts, but she should trust the people that that she doesn't listen to. What will happen next? Well, what happens next is you got yourself a lot of laughs.
At the heart of this show is a fantastic performance from Maya Rudolph, who plays Molly, and she does this in an excellent comedic performance. And as you'll know, as a fan of comedy, I'm sure that the greatest comedy shows have to have more to them than just laughs. There has to be a depth to the characters, to the leads that draws you in, that makes you care about what happens to them. And that's particularly difficult when you're playing someone who's a multi-multi-billionaire, because, you know, who cares about the, uh, the you know, poor little rich kid? Well, well, in this case, you get a performance from Maya Rudolph that does draw you in, that does show enough emotion, that shows enough inadequacies in her and her life and this kind of search for something beyond money that you do start to care and you do start to think, I wonder what's going to happen next. And you start to root for her, which is at the root of all great comedy and this has definitely that at the heart of it. It also has quite a lot of the silliness that you like to see in great sitcoms that you like to see from the great central sitcom characters in these American shows. I mentioned earlier Ted Lasso which I'm sure that Apple would be hoping that this would have a similar level of success to. There is that kind of hopeful level to it but there's also that central character there who has enough silliness, has not quite got enough self-awareness that they can understand why they're making things go wrong. You can also see shades of some of those great NBC comedies of the last few decades in America in it as well. Some of those central characters like in The Office where, you know, Michael Scott, there's that feeling of there's a, a sense that everything he does makes things worse. And, you know, again, with Leslie Nope in Parks and Recreation, there's a little bit of all of that in the central character of Molly, which I think is carried brilliantly by Maya Rudolph's performance. Incidentally, Molly's ex-husband in the show is played by Adam Scott, who many of you may know at the moment from Apple TV's excellent Severance. Now, he's not a big part in the show, but he, as you will remember, was in The Good Place in a relatively small role um, a few years ago. And so was Maya Rudolph, who um, plays Molly. She was in a small role in The Good Place. And there's a sort of sense of The Good Place about this show. Um, obviously, it's not about the afterlife and there are less kind of philosophical questions in it. But there is a kind of sense of redemption story there's a sense of you know the way that Eleanor Shoestrop is going through this redemption story in The Good Life there is something of that about what is going on in Molly's life in this show and so I think if you're a fan of American sitcoms and you're a fan of shows that have a little bit of a message behind them as well as having laughs and create an atmosphere a world that you want to be part of and characters that you feel that you can become attached to and go on a journey with then I think this is a comedy that you should start watching well pretty much now I guess on top of Maya Rudolph's performance one that's really worth looking out for is that from Michaela J Rodriguez who plays Sophia who runs the foundation she is that classic kind of deadpan character at the center of the show that you need to make a comedy work like this you can't have all of the characters going off on their kind of um, whimsical journeys like you do with Molly you need someone to rein them in but you also need someone to be a kind of rock at the center of the show and she plays this role brilliantly and really really draws you into this world of someone who cares about what's going on and is going to lead um, Molly's character on a journey throughout the series to learn more about herself and there'll be you know a lot of laughs coming from this mismatched kind of odd couple relationship right so I think that's just about enough recommendation now you've just got one thing left to do and that is go and watch loot it's available wherever you are on apple tv plus right now 
Yep, that is a show that I think you should go and check out. Give it a go um, if you like comedy. And as I say, there's plenty of other stuff on Apple at the moment uh, to uh, pique your interest if you're a fan of television. Um, let's do some quite good movies as well, actually. So Apple original movies are, are also a thing, you know, as the streaming services are all going down that that road as well. It's expensive business, it must be, making content for for a streaming service. God, make a lot, haven't you? And it's not cheap, making films and TV series left, right and centre. Anyway, let's not get into the economics of streaming services. That's for another day. Let's talk, as promised, about the best uh, fictional TV and uh, movie presidents. Now, this is something that if you choose to, you can listen to on the 4th of July, because, of course, that's American Independence Day. The likelihood of you stumbling upon this episode on the 4th of July is fairly low, I understand. I'd say it's probably about a 1 in 365 chance, maybe 366 if you're listening in a leap year. But... If you have stumbled upon it on the 4th of July, I think please do email podcast at screenod.com. I think we might might have to send you kind of a certificate or something because that is pretty special. If not, TV and movie presidents aren't just for the 4th of July. They're, they're for the whole year, as we all know. And so do enjoy this, uh, this kind of list of uh, some of my favourites. And I wonder if you'll agree. <laughs> It doesn't matter if you're watching this on the 4th of July or on the 4th of December. In fact, 365 days a year, there are great TV and film presidents for us to enjoy. And today, we're going to take a journey into some of the very best. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Right, TV presidents and movie presidents. There's been some cracking examples over the years, so let us start our journey Mr. President, I'm Mr. Ambassador, you may not know much about me, but what you should know is that I'm about as straight a shooter as you're going to find in Washington. So you should believe me when I tell you that I do not want, as my first act as Commander-in-Chief, to attack Iran. Tom Kirkman is a man who was never meant to be president. He was the Secretary for Housing and Urban Development. He was a professor. He was an advisor. But he's certainly not someone who has the experience to take on POTUS and be the most powerful politician in the world. But when everyone is killed in a terrorist attack on the State of the Union address and he is the designated survivor, he has no choice but to take on this big role in politics. At first, he's not sure he can do it. The press don't think he's up to it. The public don't think he's up to it. And he has a rocky ride. But like all great screen presidents, he has grit and determination. He also has integrity and passion for the country that he loves. And therefore, he begins to pull through and become someone who you can rely on as your screen president. He's also played by Kiefer Sutherland. And it's great to see Kiefer on the other side of the coin, because normally we see him as Jack Bauer in these situations, going to the president and finding finding that he can't get what he wants done. On this occasion, there are lots of people from agencies, a bit like CTU, coming to Kiefer Sutherland's character, who is the president, and asking for his help. Because I believe that God, whomever you hold that to be, hears all prayers, even if sometimes the answer is no. So may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord lift up his divine countenance upon you and give you peace. 
Tom Beck is one of the presidents on the list that has a big problem to deal with. Uh, the problem being the imminent end of human civilization as an asteroid is careering towards Earth. But who do you want in that situation playing your president? Well, Morgan Freeman. Of course you want Morgan Freeman. And he does it with a plomb because Morgan Freeman's portrayal of Tom Beck has one of the most rousing speeches in it of any TV show or movie that features a fake president. This is a man who's not going to cower in a bunker whilst the asteroid crashes into Earth. He's going to face it head on and he's going to hope and pray that everyone gets through it. And if you want to talk about character, Bob, you better come at me with more than a burning flag and a membership card. If you want to talk about character and American values, fine. Just tell me where and when and I'll show up. This is a time for serious people, Bob, and your 15 minutes are up. My name is Andrew Shepard and I am the president. An idealistic and courageous president overseeing a West Wing of the White House filled with people with bright ideas trying to change the world. Well, that's what Andrew Shepard is doing in The American President. And he's played by Michael Douglas in this film that is written by Aaron Sorkin. Now, you might, if you're a fan of TV, know where this is going. Yes, indeed, Andrew Shepard is essentially the forerunner of Jed Bartlett in The West Wing because Aaron Sorkin is the master of writing American presidents because he's done two excellent jobs of that in the past, but also he's the master of writing brilliant scripts that bring alive people in language that, frankly, most people couldn't think of if they had all day to come up with something clever to say. Andrew Shepard is a great American president because he's a president who makes you want to jump up and down and say, go on, let's change the world. Mr. President, welcome aboard, sir. Right, that's enough talk. It's time for some action. And people seem to forget that the President of the United States of America isn't just a president. He is the commander in chief. But you certainly can't forget that when you see Harrison Ford playing James Marshall in Air Force One, the excellent action film that sees him taken hostage in his plane, along with many others, including members of his family. But one thing that James Marshall does is he puts everyone first ahead of himself, the American people and the hostages. And as we see in the culmination of the film he's the last person to get away because James Marshall is a president that we would all like to see standing under the Star Spangled Banner. The 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday but as the day when the world declared in one voice we will not go quietly into the night we will not vanish without a fight we're going to live on we're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Bill Pullman's Thomas J. Whitmore is a man who delivers what can only be described as the greatest speech of an American president on film. The Independence Day speech about this being a world that must come together to fight against the alien invaders not only has us all on the edge of our seat with a tear in our eyes, it makes everyone watching, including people like me who are British, wish that we were American just so we can listen to this president more often. He is a brilliant screen president who not only has a great speech in him, but he leads from the front. He gets up there in an airplane and he fights for the survival of humankind. 
the most patriotic thing that we can all do today is to keep living our lives. So I urge you all, go back to work. Go back to school. Because the freedom we enjoy, the freedom that we earn every day, is the very thing that will defeat our enemies and keep us strong. God bless America. Over the seasons of 24, Jack Bauer has quite a close personal relationship with quite a few different presidents of the United States. Now, how realistic it is that someone working in CTU would have such close relationships with presidents remains a debating issue in television terms, but let's not worry about that for now. What we do know is that David Palmer is one of the best presidents in 24. He's no Charles Logan. Remember him? He wasn't much good, was he? No, David Palmer is a president that believes in Jack Bauer and he's a man who believes that he has to put his neck on the line to ensure that the terrorists are defeated through Jack Bauer's crazy madcap schemes from time to time. So that's what gets him a place on our list as one of the great presidents that you want to see on your screen. Okay, we've only got time for one more president to be inaugurated into the digital version of Mount Rushmore that we're building in a way, a fictional TV presidents. Well, this one will probably come as no massive surprise. Here's my question. What are the next 10 words of your answer? Your taxes are too high, so are mine. Give me the next 10 words. How are we going to do it? Give me 10 after that. I'll drop out of the race right now. Of course, our final president is one of the great TV and movie presidents. It's Jeb Bartlett, who's played by Martin Sheen in The West Wing. This is a president who is full of idealism and brilliant speeches that come from the pen of Aaron Sorkin. This is a man who oversees a White House full of smart people who want to change the world. And when you watch the show, you feel like you should be changing the world too. Well, don't feel too disappointed because, of course, it is fiction and not many people change the world anywhere near as much much as those who are just delivering scripts. But for those of us who want inspiration and want to feel like there is hope in humanity, the West Wing is a very good place to start. I must admit, it's it's hard to get beyond Jeb Bartlett, isn't it? You know, the West Wing is just such an inspirational place to hang around. And, uh, you know, he is such an idealistic kind of leader and I know he has to deal with a lot of stuff that's that's not always uh, the way he would like it to be but you can't help but you know feel quite inspired by well anything really with the writing of Aaron Sorkin he did the same thing with the newsroom as someone who grown up in journalism just watching that you know you can't you know you watch it and you, you think well you know obviously this is quite glossy and idealized and people don't really talk like that but it does get you doesn't it these speeches about how we're going to change the world, do the news, insert whatever you like, really. I mean, you see it in the, the social network, the script there, fantastic. Yeah, he's a very good writer, and I think, uh, you know, he really, really does bring alive presidents, as he does twice on that list. So well done, Aaron Sorkin. And uh, well done, everyone else who made the list. Congratulations. There's no prizes. It's not like the Oscars or anything. We don't hold a, a gala dinner. Um, but you know that you are on the list, and if you're listening which you, you almost certainly not if you're on that list then well done and uh if if you're not listening maybe maybe in some way you know deep down that your performance as an american president was really really good 
So um, that's something that you'll always have. Right, that's it. That's the Screen OD podcast. Uh, that's that's this one uh, almost over with. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we do what we can to uh, to make it the best it can be. And uh, we very much enjoy having you here on the podcast. So um, do join us again soon. Go check out all the other um, the other podcasts. If you're not already, do think about subscribing to the podcast and, of course, subscribing to the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash screen OD, where you'll find acres, acres of content. Uh, we still do things in acres at screen OD. You'll find acres of video content uh, to enjoy, make your streaming life better. And, of course, you can follow us on all the usual social channels as well. And uh, we will see you again not see you as discussed in previous episodes hopefully you will be joining us again to listen to more screen od podcasts thanks very much and uh, we'll see you again soon hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style